Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Sports Radio 610 presents Payne and Pendergast. Okay, so Sean Pendergast is in New York City. I'm giving everybody the rundown here. Here's where we are logistically. Sean Pendergast is in New York City with his lovely bride, Amy, as he prepares to go to John Lopez's son's wedding tomorrow night. I'll be headed there as well, but I didn't choose to participate in um, all the fun stuff today. So uh, we have Sean Bajani in studio, and he's doing a bang-up job. He's also, after here, he's going to go coach little kids. Uh, then he's going to go feed the poor and then do something else. <laughs> and then we've got Brooks Cabina, who on Twitter is still known as DG Diagaku because he was hacked and he can't change the username back. Yeah. Uh, Brooks, Brooks, a.k.a. DG Diagaku, was at the Combine in Indianapolis last week. Uh, tell me everything that you saw, learned, and, and know from it. Oh, everything. Okay. Well, first, just the Texans clearly need a quarterback. Um, and I had no idea until you yeah, went to the combine. Exactly. Uh, you, no one, no one knew that until I started tweeting about people from the podium. <laughs> um, yeah. But I mean, the two players that everybody's taking a look at: Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud. They're going to have pro days later this month. Um, my takeaways from them: um, they're just. They hold themselves well. Uh, Bryce Young coming in over at 200 pounds. We'll see if that actually ends up being his playing weight, which would probably be probably in the lower 190s. But that was the big question for Bryce was what's his frame? How does he handle questions about his frame? And I thought the takeaway from him was just like, you know, he welcomed all the criticism, seemed like he was very composed. Um, Seth, you were talking about leadership going into the break there. And Bryce seemed resembled someone who can handle pressure, who could talk about things, who could reach out to people about complex things. Um, there was definitely that presence from him about things under pressure. Um, we've seen on tape both from those quarterbacks what they can do. Uh, C.J. Stroud took the podium, and he was very, um, I wouldn't say brash, but very confident coming in and saying, like, it was almost like he was upset that he was going second on the podium after Bryce Young. And he's like, I, uh. I am unquestionably... You know, the the first, you know, the best, I'm the best player in college football the last couple of years. In like he was, Yeah, like, I heard that. You know, yeah. And he was saying he that, could have won the Heisman Trophy if he hadn't lost a couple of games both years. So uh, he, he was I very I felt like that was a shoe that didn't fit him, Brooks. How did that strike you? When I'm watching on video, it almost felt like... Forced. Uh, it, was like when, um, it was like when George H.W. Bush uh, was coached up to like 
go after – I can't remember who the guy interviewing him was, but it was like the moment where he, he showed that he wasn't a wimp. Um, yeah. Like I felt like it was a coached moment. That it, it doesn't seem like C.J. Stroud is actually that guy. See, it's like you sit down and you have your agent, you have your group, you have your camp, and they're, you're, they're, you're just practicing for this anyway. And they're like, okay, well, you know what you need to do? You need to project strength. You need to go up there and say, like, you're the best because, hey, you know, number one, number two, you're you're projected for a lot of people to be behind Bryce Young. So – in some ways, I, I, it, it does make sense. It might be that behind the scenes, the conversation was, "Well, you need to, um, you know, project that." And um, it's, I don't know. It, it, I don't, I don't think he necessarily had to do that, but it was, um, I don't know, fitting in some ways towards what the situation was. So, in the same way that Bryce yeah. Young was saying, okay, you know, let me answer questions about my size. C.J. Stroud's going to have to answer questions about – he knew going in that he was going to answer questions about, all right, well, it's you and Bryce Young. Like, what do you think? And it kind of cuts that off at the head if he's going out there and saying that he's already, you know, considers himself the best. But his passing is unquestioned. I've talked to a lot of people up at the Combine, and his accuracy is is, is beloved by a lot of people. Um, and it's interesting having talked – to Bobby Slowick earlier this week, Texans offensive coordinator, like accuracy keeps coming up. Um, oh, yeah. that, that seems to be, I mean, what offensive coordinator doesn't like accuracy? I prefer mm. someone who throws the ball over the field, <laughs> sprays it into the sideline. But um, he, he, his his touch passes, his ability to throw definitely sets him apart in some ways from Bryce Young, And um, although both are really great. But there are certainly other positions there, but those those quarterbacks were definitely a big takeaway. Um. <laughs> Go ahead, John. I was just going to say, I feel like you're always analyzing, you know, sure. when you're at a place like the Combine. I mean, that's part of the job as well. You're trying to kind of decipher the character, the personality of these individuals, like amongst like these major four guys, you know, Will Levis, Anthony Richardson, C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. Who did you feel like impressed you the most as far as like being the most genuine, comfortable, um, you know, player there in that setting? Anthony Richardson. Yeah. Um he he came in needing to ask. I mean, just people discovering him one. Like he really only played a full season, so not only did people want to see what he did uh, on the field and the combine and working out, but mm-hmm. also just I've never heard his voice. You know, like and that's you know you could google that and youtube it and listen to other like, you know, go on to Florida's media website and listen to interviews and stuff, but yeah. like you've seen Bryce Young and CJ Stroud out in front so much. Mm-hmm. Um and he just demonstrated a lot of personality demonstrated that he could be comfortable in front of a lot of questions and shoot man whenever he went out on the field he looked like amazing yeah I mean, he did i mean he he ran what was a 4-4 yeah. ran a 4-4 at his size and then had the highest vertical leap out of any quarterback ever yeah and then his his deep balls were were great and uh the, the big thing that he did say that i still think is um maybe something he's going to be working on is that you know he was talking about how fast, how hard he was throwing the ball, and that if he took a little off, his accuracy wanes. So that's going to be a question for people as he continues to do his pro day, um, different visits and stuff like that. So, but he did, I think, out of that four, I walked away thinking, oh, okay, um, that guy was more interesting than I thought. So, um, and I'm not alone in that. Um, I think everybody's pretty much putting him up in the top ten now. Yeah. yeah. Um, and in my mock draft, I. I uh, thought the Colts might be even more uh, impressed, and you know, you never know what they can they can do, and maybe uh, maybe they trade up, and who who knows? After after all this, might be number one. 
Brooks, the uh, the Texans, as you've got a story in the Chronicle about this this morning as well, uh, the Texans lose a fifth-round yeah. pick as the league fines them for a salary cap violation uh, in getting Deshaun that Houstonian membership during, during COVID. I got to tell you, when I first saw the headlines and had heard about this story, my, I kind of cringed at first because I thought it was going to be something along the lines of, well, the Texans for enabling Deshaun Watson and his alleged activities um, are guilty, so we're taking him a fifth from him. The fact that it's a salary cap violation, I actually breathed a sigh of relief for that. I'm like, okay, I'll take, I'll take a slap on the wrist for that. Right. Well, yeah, this, I mean, Tony Busby, the attorney that represented the women um, that sued Deshaun Watson, he was drawing this in his lawsuit against the Texans last year was that the Texans enabled him. And part of that case was that the Texans set him up at rooms in at the Houstonian where a few of the women in their lawsuits said that this took their, the sexual misconduct took place. So that had already been part of what the case was. So what happened, um, you know, the NFL obviously did their investigation into Deshaun Watson and through their investigation, they found the same thing where he, he the Texans had set him up at the Houstonian and uh, paid for it, uh, around $26,000. And at first, the NFL didn't really say where that was. Later, we got it confirmed uh, that it was the Houstonian because I was like, who else charges $26,000 for you know a gym membership off-site? Yeah. But, um, yeah, so this kind of ties the timeline together. Um, um, I... It did. It was a question for me that the NFL, since they are docking the Texans a fifth-round pick and fining them, acknowledging that the Texans had violated a rule, whether that reopened any of the potential cases. And I reached out to Busby yesterday, and that's not the case. I mean, these all got settled, um, except for one last year. But that's 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 not the case. They're they're not they're not. This doesn't change any of the litigation. It's fantastic news at the end of the day because I know. The first thing that probably popped into a lot of people's minds when this report, you know, comes out yesterday is like <laughs> just when you think it's over with, like here it comes, Deshaun Watson, and the last three years rears its ugly head again. But that is great news that there is nothing else coming down the pipe. This whole thing is over with, and maybe the you know everybody Texans Texans fans can kind of you know put their head down and just l- really move forward this time. I'm curious. Well, I know you were at the um, uh, press conference the other day. Early impressions of the Texans coordinators, Bobby Slowick and Matt Burke. Yeah, um, first time to get to talk to those two guys. Um, you know, we, I say we, me, and uh, my beat partner, Jonathan Alexander, had both done uh, deep features on both. Um, I thought Matt Burke was very open about his past experience. He was a defensive coordinator with the Miami Dolphins and for two years, and if you look at the statistics, they're not great. Um, and those came up with questions. Uh, why, what, whether he's prepared, whether he's this for the, for this kind of job. And, um, he, he was open about how he's like, you know what? I feel like I did too much. Like I was, um, he, he, he was, he was saying that he kind of expanded what he was doing schematically too much. And he realized that more whenever he got rehired, he, he'd work with Jim Schwartz, who was a former Titans defensive coordinator for a long time. Um, and head coach later, of um, and, and he with the lions and, he, he rejoined them later at, with the Eagles in 2020, and he felt like he, he got back on board, understood mm-hmm. that sometimes less is more. Um, the big takeaway there is that the Texans still haven't decided who's going to call defensive plays. There was a story earlier this week why, I mean, I talked to a, a couple of people, including a former NFL executive, about, like, is that weird? 
You know, like that, that a team, because Matt Burke said it wasn't even part of the conversation in the interview process. And I always thought, well, if you're going to interview for a defensive coordinator job, it sounds like it would behoove you to ask, like, am I going to call plays? What are, are you going to do it? Or am right. I going to do it? Yeah. Um, and it turns out that with the people that I talked to that were even outside of the Texans, it's not all that uncommon, especially with first year, first time NFL head coaches who are more concerned about getting the right coaches in the building so the whole thing doesn't fall down in a year or two. Mm-hmm. And if you think about it, Matt Burke, just because of like the problems that he had at the Dolphins, is in a position where he's he needs to come back and work in an environment where there's more collaboration than he can't really come in and say, I need to call defensive plays. Like it's it's something that works out for the both of them. And I mean they also had a tight timeline there. Uh, they only announced their full staff a couple of weeks ago, which means they only had a couple of weeks before free agency, which starts next week. And mm-hmm. Nick Casario and D'Amico Ryans last week acknowledged that they didn't go to the combine because they were still figuring out schematics and matching up free agents to that. So, um, I mean, the interesting thing about the play calling situation is that you know, D'Amico Ryans, and when I was at the combine talking to a lot of people that are there, you know, tons of football people, um, most of them were saying, well, you know, his greatest strength is his leadership. And if he's calling plays, that's going to take a lot of attention. And, he, and a lot of people are like, I want him in every meeting. I want him in every room. If I had him on my team, if I had him on this or that, like, yeah. I want him around. I want his energy infused to every part of the team. And if he's calling defensive plays, that's, that's going to be limited in some ways. But like, you know, there are head coaches that call plays. Um, I know Lovey Smith just did. And I know that was a one and done situation, but you have, you know, Andy Reid is an offensive play caller. There were others that do this. So, um, it's a, it's D'Amico Ryans is trying to figure out what best works for him. And that wasn't the first thing on the list that he needed to check off. He needed to build a staff. So that's a lot on, on Matt Burke and the defensive side. But, uh, from Bobby Slowick, didn't really give much away about what schematics he wants to use offensively mm-hmm. or what he's yep. looking for in a quarterback. But he did say when I asked him about Jimmy Garoppolo, cause, you know, the coaching with the 49ers makes sense if they're trying to add more to the quarterback room. He said he's part of that process. So they acknowledged he's at least on the radar. And I think even intuition would have told you that. So yeah. we'll see more about them and what they see in the offense. And I think more of those questions about scheme and what they'll do, I think maybe he's honestly in a place where he can't exactly answer that because they haven't signed the people that would dictate what they would do. So that was my takeaway from Slowick. Brooks Cabina, you can read him on the Chronicle. Uh, he's always a treasure, and I'm glad to see you got back from the state of Indiana without any fleas or ticks. So it's just a <laughs> cesspool of a state there. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. 
We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See t